Hello and welcome to the NLCC Sermon Podcast. In a moment, we'll listen in on a message from our Sunday morning worship service. But first, if this is your first time tuning into NLCC, we would love for an opportunity to get to know you and walk with you in your faith journey. If you're interested in connecting with this church, head to our website, northliberty.cc, and hit the I'm New button or use the links in the description. Our goal is to help you experience the transformational power of God in your life. And we hope and pray that you find that in this message. So we just want to give you a rundown of how today is going to go. It's a little different, obviously, because we are diving right in to our topic of study, which is the last week of It Makes No Sense. Um, We're going to... You guys have submitted questions over the last uh, four, five, six weeks, and we've compiled those and come up with what we feel are, are biblical and God-honoring answers, um, and uh, uh, we're excited uh, that we can help you guys understand better what this is all about. Um, before we do that, um, again, after that, sorry, we're going to do a time of communion, just like we always do. We'll talk about that when the time comes. Then we're going to have a time of worship, just a time to reflect and sing to God, um, followed by a, a, a time of prayer over our group that is going uh, into the mission field in the next uh, week and a half or so, down to Guatemala, right? That's uh, down there, and yeah, they leave Saturday, a week from yesterday, right? Okay. Um, so before we dive into this topic, uh, I want to read from Psalm 19, verse 14. God, may these words out of our mouths, and this meditation of our heart be pleasing in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Let's pray. God, uh, we have been diving into your word since the beginning of the year to see just how intentional you work when we commit ourselves to you, specifically when we commit our finances to you. God, I pray that you use this time to challenge us, to stir our hearts. And God, through through the money that you have entrusted to us, we learn better how to worship through it. God, we love you, and this is all for you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay. Now remember... These are questions you submitted. I am reading them verbatim. So if you said anything crazy, I'm going to repeat it out loud. We're going to start with this. Why should Christians tithe 10%? Anybody want to take that? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Since I'm the older gentleman up here. Uh, you, most of you, everybody grew up in a home where you had a parent said, because I said so, right? And that's the same concept here. God told his children to tithe, all right? Old and New Testament. And I've already explained that to you a couple weeks ago when people say Jesus didn't talk about tithing. He did in Matthew 23 uh, very clearly, and we'll kind of touch on that in a, in a bit. But again, it's because God has asked his church to do so. Deuteronomy chapter 12, Malachi 3, Matthew 23, Luke 12, 1 Corinthians uh, 16, and 1 Timothy chapter 6 if you want to look it up. So it's in the scriptures. Don't trust me. Trust God. That's a lot of scripture. Coming from a guy who knows it. I've talked about it over the last five weeks, so people should have it in their heads by now. All that scripture, he has rattled off, that's for sure. 
And, um, and, and understand this. Remember this. A tenth, <laughs> sorry, Chris. A tenth represents, it symbolizes the total, okay? One-tenth symbolizes the 100%, okay? Don't ever forget that. 10% with God is greater than you keeping 100% yourself. We've blocked out till 1 p.m. We got plenty of time, Tim. You can talk all you want. Okay. We got okay. lunch today. Right, it's right. <laughs> what do you say to someone who is concerned about being able to afford to tithe? I'll uh, I'll tackle this one. Um, I want to read a couple verses. Pastor. What? Coming from the family pastor. Family pastor, yes. Yeah. Uh, where we don't have a whole lot of money because we're always feeding our kids. Uh, um, and so if we do this, will God take care of me? That's kind of the tagline to that. And I, I just wanted to read a couple verses that came to mind as I was wrestling with this question. Psalm 9 verse 10 says, those who know my name trust in uh, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And then um, this one, uh, a lot of you probably know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And so when we choose, I, I think it's, uh, when it comes to our money, I think it's, it's less about our money and more about our faith. And so in that moment, when you choose to say, I am going to take a step of faith um, instead of allowing my fear to drive my decisions, God's going to meet you in that space. We see that in scripture. And uh, I'm just going to ask the, the four of us, or the five of us up here, uh, when you have chosen to put your faith and, and trust in the Lord and, and you took a step of obedience to follow the Lord, um, have you found the Lord faithful? I don't know about you all, but I know that every time that I have chosen to take a step of obedience, God has met me in that space. He has never left me hanging. And so in this, in this way of obedience, God will meet you and he will supply. I, I've know there's been times where I'm looking at the budget and it's just like, I don't know. The numbers don't make sense. But then out of obedience, I've chosen to just say, I trust you. God, you are my God and I trust you. And he's always taken care of me. And that's just, I'm just here to testify that. I think we can all testify to that. And I think we all in this room, if we're honest, probably have some stories to tell, right? Um, here's a good one. Am I a bad person if I don't tithe 10%? I might even say, am I going to go to hell if I don't tithe 10%? I'll answer this one. Uh, short answer, no, you're not a bad person. Um, and, and no, I don't think that you're going to go to hell if you don't tithe 10%. Um, in fact, anything, I would hope, anything that we would ever teach from this platform, this stage, has never and should never have the intention of making you feel guilty or making you feel like a bad person or making you feel shame. 
Uh, that's never our goal because we believe in Jesus who set us free from those things. And in fact, in my opinion, to, to believe yourself to be a bad person because you're falling short in any area is to deny the power of the cross because Jesus died so that we don't have to feel shame and we don't have to feel guilt and we never have to call ourselves bad people because Jesus died for that. And I don't believe that about you for any reason. Um, so am I a bad person if I don't tithe 10%? Absolutely not. Um, that being said, if you're asking this question or if in this entire series that we've been going through, if you've wondered to yourself, um, should I, be, should I be tithing? Should I be tithing more? If you're asking yourself this question, there's a good chance that's actually the Holy Spirit trying to whisper in your ear a little bit. And just like what, what Jody had just said, taking a step of faith. Um, when, when you take a step of faith, you, uh, God is there. God, God provides. And um, I think sometimes tithing is a step of faith. And maybe the Holy Spirit's challenging you to take a step of faith. Um, if, whenever you hear that whisper in your head of, should I do something? And you know that the answer is I probably should. Uh, ask yourself, maybe is this the Holy Spirit that's, ca that's calling me to do this? And should I respond to the Holy Spirit in this situation? Um, so, no, you're not a bad person, but maybe the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention. Thank you, Preston. You're welcome. Should all my tithe go to the church or... Can I tie to the church and other organizations? I'm sure Tim Stewart's got an opinion on this. I do. My opinion is God's opinion. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Other way around. <laughs> okay. So is, is my offering the same as my tithe? Can I get part of it? They're kind of the same question, but a little different. Um, your offering is not the same as a tithe. Uh, that's why God said in Malachi chapter 3, you rob me of your tithes and offerings. He's talking about two different things here. All right? Um, so one is designated. The other goes into the storehouse. Um, those are two different things. Um, and, and the other, uh, it's, yes, you can give. You know, be, remember, your tithe is between you and God. You know, we don't see what you tithe. I have no idea. So don't ever tell me if you don't tithe that you don't because I'll have an attitude, okay? So don't tell me. I'm, but I don't believe you're going to go to hell if you don't. I'm with him on that. Um, but it's still, it's a, it's, a, it's a faith thing. It's trusting God in the most uh, tangible way we can because we value money and God values us. And he would rather have us, all of us, every part of us that includes something that we consider too valuable in this world. Um, so you can support other uh, ministries, organizations, but I want to say this, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, Ms. Terry and I decided years ago that we would stop giving money to any organization that would not allow the people who work there or who are being blessed by that particular organization, that if they cannot share Jesus, they don't get our, our support. Because we are Christians and we're supposed to be about the Great Commission and everything that God has blessed us with should be going to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ somehow. And if that organization says, no, we're not going to let you talk about Jesus, okay, I'll pray for your organization. You're doing a great work, but you won't be receiving any funds from me. And it's, it's that simple for me. Um, so, yes, you can uh, offering and tithe are two different things, but at the same time, you can still do your thing with other organizations because that's between you and God.
Excellent, Tim. Thank you, Chris. This next question is very timely, being that it's tax season. Do I have to tithe off my tax return? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I bet Tim has an opinion on this one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mentioned it. Uh, No, you don't have to, but why not? Uh, I'm a firm believer. My parents taught uh, their three kids this. We've taught our kids the same principle that if you receive anything in this world in monetary, in a monetary form like that, then why not return some blessings back to God? Why not? And, and so we, uh, we have always been taught to tithe off of our tax returns, even though we've already paid taxes on it before. We've already tithed off of it before. But it was government forces you to give them money, and, you know, you're getting it back, so why not give some of it back to God? It's not something you're missing. Uh, well, you did, but you're getting it back, some of it. So bless God with it, bless the kingdom, work with it, and great things are going to come from it. I'm telling you, trust God in this. It'll happen for you. It really will. That's a great challenge. It is. I appreciate that, Tim. That, and that includes painting and lawn mowing and babysitting, and the list goes on and on. Outside Selling your- cards on eBay? <laughs> Monica. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, can I consider volunteering at the church as part of my tithe? All right, I'll tackle that one. I'll tackle that one. Um, you know what? We should use our time uh, for God's kingdom. Volunteering is very important and necessary for the life of a believer. With that said... Uh, I looked up the word tithe and the verses that said tithe, and it's mentioned uh, there's 51 verses in the Bible talking about your tithe. None of them are talking about serving. All of them are talking about giving, an act of giving. And so I think it's very important in the life of a believer to use their time for the Lord but I do not equate, Scripture does not lump them up together. Um, it, it is very s- separate. It's a se- separate call. So there is, when it comes to tithe, in Scripture, there is no tie to giving. It is, or, or no, it's no tie to serving. It is all to giving. No tie to time. Okay. Or tie the time and tie the money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a separate thing. That's a great answer, Jody. I appreciate that. Here's one for you. Do all the church leaders tithe? I'll bet Tim has an opinion on this. <laughs> As you can see, tithing is a very important part of my walk with God, and it should be with everybody who calls themselves a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, but to answer that question, uh, I hope so. Because I'm a firm believer that if somebody's going to be up here on stage or lead this congregation and they refuse to tithe, they have no business leading this church spiritually or any church for that matter. Because again, it's about trusting God. And if a church leader, including people who are paid like us up here on stage, and we are unwilling to trust God and test God in this, then we don't need to be calling you out if you're not. Okay? It's, it's that simple. Um, and so uh, um, it goes back to 
you know, what I think Jody was, well, one of these two guys was talking about it, uh, about your, your conscience not quenching the Holy Spirit. We know what the scripture says on the subject matter, so we, we follow him, not man. It's that simple. To tag on to that, would one need to tithe if the church leaders do not? Yes. Okay? If a church leader is not tithing, what's that got to do with you? You are still a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's blessed you beyond uh, understanding. And so we as Christians, individual Christians, and corporately as a church, are instructed by God to tithe. And, and, and if somebody else doesn't, it, it, your, your faith and your walk with God does not determine what somebody else does or doesn't do. You have a responsibility to follow God and obey him and trust him. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll follow my commands. And he's, uh, he's commanded us to be rich towards him in the things that he's given to us. Who knows who tithes in the church? Let me repeat that. Who knows who tithes in the church? Okay, that would be me. Um, I'm the only one besides, and I'm going to keep my answers short. I'm not long-winded like these guys up here. Um, it's just me, myself, um, and one other person that's just for technical issues. So if we have any issues um, with the online giving or anything, I'm not like totally computer savvy, so that person can help me in that area. Lisa, I'm glad you answered that question. You did a good job. <laughs> My heart is pounding right now. <laughs> and I did not sleep last night. Does anybody have a Xanax handy? <laughs> Uh, my husband offered me one, and I said, I better not, because I'll fall asleep on stage. Does anybody have one for me? Kristen? Uh, I'm just trying to figure all this out, says the question. I've only been giving 2%. I'm not proud of that. So I did my math, and my tithing should be $188 a week. I know you're not tax professionals. But if I did this, would it defer, uh oh, hang on. But if I did this, would it defer my taxes for contributions? First of all, if I could chime in on this one, you gotta start somewhere. Um, if 2% is where you're starting, God's gonna honor that. Um, he's gonna honor your faithfulness. Um, he's also gonna challenge you to take steps towards what he's called you to do and what he's called us to do. As far as the deductions go, um, this is a, uh, there's some things that have changed in the last few years as far as the tax code goes. Um, if your itemized deductions are greater than what the government says a standard deduction is, then yes, you would break that out. Uh, but for a single person, the government says that deduction is 14,600, double if you're married. So if your giving is not in excess of that, then you don't need to break that out on your tax return. Um, if your giving is in excess of that, come see me after church and we will talk. I think that's a fair statement. I've got things to do. We'll talk about that later. I gotta leave worship songs in like 15 minutes. What you mean is come talk to you after service and you will be helpful to them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll appropriately deal with it. Anyway, 
It's a good thing. It's all a blessing. Oh, gosh. Okay, moving on. Since I support the Center for the Homeless, should I run all my giving through the church? Or does the church support those kinds of missions, those kinds of things? We actually, one of our missions um, is Hope Ministries, which is in downtown South Bend, and they um, provide food, clothing, and shelter for people. Um, in the same token, uh, another local charity we support is the Women's Care Center. We uh, give to the South Bend one, Plymouth, and Laporte on a monthly basis, and that just helps women support women who are pregnant that don't have anywhere else to turn um, to help them, you know, have just the support mentally, financially, so that they will choose life. So, yeah. Does the church have a list of where all we give funds on behalf of the church? We do. If you guys would like a list of the missions that we support on a monthly basis, um, we can give that to you. Um, and then we can also give you the dollar amount of what we pay out each year for benevolence. Uh, we can't give names, but we can tell you how much goes out. Um, and just to talk about the benevolence, um, when people do come in for help, we do not give them cash, we do not give them checks, but we will pay, they, they can bring their bills to us. We'll pay like say NIPSCO directly, we'll pay their mortgage directly, um, rent, we'll do that. Uh, sometimes it's just a tank of gas that they need and we'll, one of us will just follow them down to the gas station and fill up their tank. Um, there's been times where people just need some groceries for their family. So we have an account over at Bob's Country Store and Bob's thing is, you know, he'll let them come in. His thing is, it's just essentials, you know, the basics, bread, butter, milk, healthy foods for their family. At the bottom of every page on the website, every single page, northlibrary.cc, uh, there's a missions tab and you can go out there and see uh, what organizations we support on a monthly or annual basis um, to tag on to what you were saying. Um, do we want to throw that slide up now? The mission slide? Do we have the mission slide? Or is that the giving slide? Yeah, go ahead and throw the mission slide up if you have it. It should be that next slide. So, I, I don't know, Chris, I don't remember. No, not that one, the other one. It's not there. Okay. I mean, it's at the very end, somewhere. It's at the very end. We'll talk about it during the annual meeting after Stay this. tuned. Yeah. Okay. Should Christians use tithing as a tax write-off? If it's lawful, then yes, you can. Um, but if someone would come to us and say, hey, I want to pay someone's mortgage. Can I just give the money to the church and you pay it so I can use it as my tithe? And that we cannot do. Um, that's just something you're doing out of the gracious of your heart. So that is one thing we can't do. What about tithing property and other assets? Stock, for example. Yes, sure. Just talk to your tax advisor. Excellent. Can I start tithing at 5% and increase it each year? Kind of already discussed that a little. Um, so the answer is yes. You've you got to start somewhere. But my question to you is, will you continue the increase? Because we are a society that are not very disciplined. We always make New Year's resolutions. How many of you ever keep your New Year's resolutions? Very few of you. So think about that when you decide that every year I'm going to increase until I get to a certain point. 
you have to f f uh, search your own heart and determine whether or not you are that disciplined of a person. So my encouragement is to start where God says to start and then increase from there. That's the easiest and safest thing to do, but you do what's on your heart. I heard about someone who, uh, when they got married, they might, I don't remember if I heard this in this church or not. When they got married, they decided they were going to tithe 1%. They were going to add 1% of their tithe for every year that they were married. And so they started at 1% the first year that they were married. And then after their first year anniversary, they tithed 2%. And at the time that I had heard the story, they had been married for 52 years. And they were tithing 52% of their money. Uh, and I thought that was an incredible testimony of faithfulness to God through, throughout a long marriage and the trusting that has to go into that to be able to tithe uh, that percentage of, of your finances to God. And they were okay. You know, they were doing fine um, because God was providing for them because of their faithfulness. I think we can turn our mics off and just walk out of here after that story. Wow. This next question was definitely submitted by a tax professional. And we definitely consulted a tax professional to get an answer. Now I'm going to read that verbatim because I don't want to screw it up. The question is, since the standard deduction has increased so much regarding taxes, I never have enough itemized deductions. Uh, I never have enough itemized deductions to itemize deductions and deduct my charitable contributions. Are there any other ways to save on taxes while donating to the church? The short answer that was given to me, which is Two paragraphs. Yes! If you are over 70 and a half, you are required to take a RMD, or required minimum distribution, from your IRAs each year. You can give some or all of that distribution directly to the church and not pay any tax on it. The distribution is not taxable for you, and you don't have to itemize the deductions to benefit. There are rules on exactly how to do this, so Consult a tax professional if you have more questions. There's more. Wow. If you do not do this, then you will be penalized automatically by a 50% excise tax on the money you've already paid taxes on. On the money on which you've already paid taxes. How that goes. If you don't want the government to get any more money than they can, it's a great opportunity to be rich toward God by giving it as a gift to the church. But... That check needs to be written by your financial manager and not by personal check. And then you will not have to pay taxes on that amount you give to the church. If you receive the dividends yourself, you will have to pay taxes on it. Oh my gosh, there's more. <laughs> We've also... You, wanna, you got something? No, I'm I was just going to say, this is why we didn't have any of the professional tax people come up here. Because they would have gone on and on and on. Okay. We don't want anybody to go on and on and on, yeah. That's why Chris is reading it. That's why we got more to answer here. We've had success with people donating here. Um, they've donated stock directly to us. Um, they don't have to sell the stock to donate that. Um, many times you'll have to pay a capital gains tax on that. Uh, so if you just donate the stock as it is, you're clear. Um, yeah. That's the end of the tax discussion for today. I pray to the Lord. Should I tithe off my gross or net? That's an easy is question. There, before we go ahead, 
if someone actually does have questions about whatever you just said, because I didn't understand it, is there someone that we can talk to? There certainly is. Um, I, there's people. Okay. Um, I don't want to call them out by name. Just okay. Cause if that last question was like, I really need to know more about what you just said, Come uh, see us. find us or message us and we'll get you in touch with the right person who will help answer those questions in a way that makes better sense. Yep. So back to an easy question. Should I tithe off my gross or net? Let me guess. I guess if it, it, it depends on if you want a gross blessing or a net blessing. <laughs> All right. Remember, don't forget what First Corinthians or Second Corinthians talks about uh, when you uh, are grudgingly giving um, and and reaping. You're 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 gonna you're not going to get the blessings back the way you would expect from God. But if you give with a glad heart, a heart that rejoices, um, God is going to bless in some incredible ways. Proverbs 3 says, Honor the Lord from the well, from your wealth and, and from the first fruits of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Uh, and that's what God talks about in the Old Testament about the first fruits. Um, we, it's, not, it's not leftovers. You cannot, and if you are, if you do this, if, if you pay... If you tie to the church like you're paying your monthly bills, you're not going to like it at all. You're going to give with a very uh, hard heart. And so the scripture says, Paul says that God loves a cheerful giver. So don't ever tithe as though you're paying a monthly bill because you're not going to be happy about it. All right? Um, you give to God and, and, and know and understand and trust that God will bring that blessing back to you. It's not always going to be in financial uh, blessings. It could be, we've talked about this as well, good health. You're not going to have to take your car into a mechanic for a year. You're going to have to replace appliances. Your kids are healthy. Uh, they're getting good grades. There are going to be all kinds of cool blessings that we just take for granted. Those are blessings from God. We actually had somebody a couple weeks ago bring a tithe of eggs in. They have uh, chickens, and they have eggs, subsequently. And uh, they decided to tithe some eggs to the church. And we thought, let's scramble them up and eat. But we said, no, we're going to hold on to these eggs. And they, they're sitting in Tim's office, just as like kind of a reminder that we can give in many ways. Eggs are one of them. You got an opinion on that? No. Oh, okay. Just kidding. If the tithes and offerings increased in our church body to the levels that would match 10% of what we make, what kind of things could the church do with that money? I'll answer that. Um, and actually, in order to answer this, I don't know if you said this at the top, after church today, after service today, that we're having an annual meeting. Um, and really the point of this annual meeting is just to celebrate everything that this church has been able to do be a part of in 2023. We're just going to celebrate how God moved through NLCC last year and look forward to how we hope that he will continue to move next year as well, or this year as well. Um, but part of that is that report. We talk about all of our finances as a church, um, how much money has come into this building or this ministry and how much money is going out. And the easiest way for me to answer that question is to go ahead and do that portion of our annual meeting real quick right here. Um, obviously, if you have any more questions about any of this afterwards, then you can, you can come talk to us. But 
um, I'm going to try to go through a little bit. So let's throw up that slide that we almost threw up a second ago, a uh, generosity slide. So this is a really brief, small look at the um, budget for our church. And I'm going to try to make this as understandable as possible and a little bit more clear than I did last year. Um, so you're going to see on that very left side in that graph, there's, there's actually, we have two budgets there. There's the operations budget and there's the total. So the operations budget is the expected spending for this whole year, um, including staffing, uh, our missions support, facility needs, ministry teams, all of those kinds of things. It basically represents the minimum income needed to continue the ministry exactly as it is. Um, we set this budget at the beginning of every year. It's based on expected expenditures for the year as well as what we estimate giving is going to be for that year. The number you see above that in the dark gray, the total budget, uh, that is the operations budget plus capital improvements. So including building improvements, um, our disc golf course that we have out there, um, uh, the kids flooring, some new vehicles, things like that. Um, many of these items that are under this budget, they already have money set aside for that item uh, from previous years. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to uh, receive that amount of money that's in that gray bar. We don't need to receive that amount of money w each year, which you can see this year we didn't. Um, but that's okay because we did exceed our operations budget, which is kind of the minimum target that we hope to meet each year. I hope that all made sense. Um, so... The amount that we received this year, or last year, sorry, in 2023 was $871,032. The amount that we spent in 2023 was $851,707. Um, NLCC is committed to being good stewards of the money that is trusted to us through your generosity. And so we do our best to use the funds provided to advance the ministry of the kingdom. And in 2023, we were able to accomplish that without spending more than we received. Uh, so to get back to that question, where it started, which is if all of a sudden everyone uh, actually starts tithing 10% and we see a huge increase in generosity, what does that mean for our church and for our budget and all of those kinds of things? Um, so first, uh, out of that, a minimum of 10% of that is going to go to our missions, uh, some of the missions that we support. Um, whether that means increasing the amount that we give to the missions that we already support or even adding a new mission to support, but NLCC aims to always send at least 10% of our total budget to advance the kingdom around the U.S. and around the world. So just in the same way that uh, God has instructed us to all tie 10% to the church, uh, we believe that God has called this church to tithe 10% to other ministries around the world as well. So 10% of it's going to go to that. Secondly, there's another budget that we don't actually include in our annual report. Uh, it, but it's a budget that we make every single year, and it's called Dependent on Giving, is what we call this budget. And in this budget, we include items or projects that they need to be done, but they depend on an increased giving in order to accomplish it at this time. Uh, in 2023, that budget was $161,000. So, to summarize all of that, um, in 2020, if in 2024, if we see an increase in giving, three things would happen. One, your generosity would go to advancing the kingdom around the world through our ministry partners and our missions. 
Two, this church would be able to accomplish several projects that we are aware of that need to be done and are budgeted for, but we can't afford them based on current giving. And three, it would allow us to dream about what the ministry of NLCC can look like going forward with more resources at our disposal. That's broad, but if we see a pattern of increased giving, then it gives us the freedom to expand the ministry of NLCC. Um, since we're here, I hope that I, did I answer that question well. You, you answered it in the most fantastic way, probably. Okay. The only way you know how, which is <laughs> awesome. Okay. Since we're here, do you want me to finish the generosity portion of the annual meeting or save that for the annual meeting? Save it. Okay, I'll save it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A little teaser for you. Oh, yeah. We're going to move on. Thank you, Preston. You're welcome. That was longer than the tax question. Okay. How do I start tithing to the church? Um, you want some of this? So there's two options. Um, we prefer online giving, but some people don't feel comfortable with that or just aren't computer savvy. And then in the back, before you walk into the auditorium, there's boxes on the walls, black boxes, you can put your tithe in. Um, we have envelopes we've, I put out every December. So if you want me to track it, you can have a specific number. Um, so you can put a cash or check in there. Um, if you just throw a check in the envelope or in the slots, I mean, I will track it. The only thing I can't track is if you just put cash with no name on it. So. Um, as far as giving online, uh, Tim, if you could throw that slide up. There's three ways to give electronically. Uh, the top one is the Church Center app. If you are logged into that already or if you're not, uh, go to your app store, download the Church Center app. It'll ask you some questions about where you're from and it'll pull up North Liberty. There's a give button there uh, at the top of every page in NorthLiberty.cc. There is a giving uh, button. And finally, you can text any dollar amount to 84321. When you do that, so say you do $20 to 84321, that first time you'll get a text back and they'll say, hey, fill out some information for us. And then going forward, you just text a dollar amount to that number and that is how you give in that way. So kind of a, a neat new way that we, can, that we can show God we love them in that way. Um, as we get ready to wrap this up, um, two of you, if only two of you could share a story about a time you were challenged in tithing and you responded. All right. I'm all nervous here. My husband doesn't even know I'm doing this. Anyways, so back in, oh, I think like end of 08, definitely 09, um, my husband had gotten laid off from his job. Um, I always, before we were married, I always tithed. Um, and then once we were married, I, we, we tithed. But once he got laid off, we, we, uh, he was on unemployment. And even though it was the, the maximum amount, you know, it's not a lot to live off of to pay everything, all, all your other utilities and mortgage. But we decided we were still going to, do our, our tithe off of our, his unemployment. Um, everything seemed to be okay. You know, we, we paid our bills. Maybe the credit cards got a little high with groceries and stuff, but we were able to stay in our house. Um, come that October, his family-owned company that he worked for, uh, just they did excavating for businesses, um, for building new buildings. And back 
09, there was nothing being built. There's so many buildings just standing empty that nobody was building. So they're like, we just can't afford to pay your insurance anymore. I'm like, oh, medical, it's fine. Eric and I are healthy, but we'll be fine. Well, fast forward to December of that same year, um, he insisted we get McDonald's for lunch. And I'm like, oh, I hate McDonald's. So I got a filet of fish. Well, it didn't sit very well with me. <laughs> and I've never had a filet of fish since. Um, I just wasn't feeling well. I have something called a vagal sensory nerve. So when I get a certain stomach ache, it sends a pulse to my brain. It says, hey, you need to pass out. Well, so we're driving home and I'm like, ah, I'm just not feeling well. I had the, my uh, seat laid back and when we got to the house, I'm like, hurry up and put my seat up. I'm like, I just gotta go in, go in the house and lay down. I just don't feel good. Well, got up too soon. I'm, I'm walking in the driveway and he's watching me and he's like, oh my gosh, he, I just like stiffened up and literally just fainted in the driveway. He came running to me, couldn't find a pulse. It was just so low, he couldn't feel it. So of course called 911, I'm, I'm rushed to the hospital um, and uh, did the scans. I had a skull fracture, a brain contusion, and then blood in my brain. So due to the blood in my brain, I had to spend uh, the night in ICU because they wanted to keep a better monitoring of me. So everything's more expensive when you're in the ICU with no insurance as well. So uh, I was there in the hospital for a couple days. I got moved out to a regular room after they did another scan, found no blood. Um, and I'm like, what are we gonna do? We have no insurance. Um, of course, they have you fill out a care credit. Um, you know, and they're, you know, by a month later, they're saying what your care, you know, you've got approved for care credit. This is gonna be your monthly amount due. And I'm like, I can't afford that on unemployment. And then fast forward then to that February, Eric started having, uh, had a medical emergency. So we took him to the ER, uh, thought, you know, just to make sure his heart was okay and everything was fine. So in all, between him and I, our medical expense was $20,000, over $20,000 memorial. And I'm like, ah. So uh, Daisy, she was just a wonderful lady. She had us fill out all this paperwork at memorial um, for just like a, I don't forget what she called it offhand, but just different paperwork to fill out for assistance. And she just happened to call me one day and she's like, Lisa, I just want to let you know that we wrote off your whole $20,000. I was like, what? Like, I'm crying. I'm like, there's no way. She's like, no, it's charity. Well, I didn't believe her until I saw it in the mail. I finally got in the mail, you know, showing our zero balance. And I was like, wow. And I, Eric and I are like, there's this, you know, we were faithful to still tithe on what little we brought in and God then rewarded us and was faithful and said, hey, you were faithful in that. I'm gonna reward you and I'm gonna take care of this for you. And it was just such a blessing and it still makes me tear up to this day. Amen. I can assure you, none of the rest of us have a story as good as that. So. And because of that skull fracture, I can't taste and smell. Still to this day, so. Uh. That's the bad part of it. She always makes us cookies every year for Christmas and we tell her they're good, but uh, <laughs> just kidding. We like them. So, hey, a little different approach to today. Um, we, uh, we pray that you were encouraged and challenged in a new way this morning. Um, we're gonna get ready to enter into a time of communion and reflection uh, and kind of turn things over so we can uh, worship the God who's brought us here this morning by way of song. 
Um, if you would uh, just join me in prayer as we get ready for that. God, thank you so much for uh, bringing these people together. Um, God, whether they're here in the room or whether they're online, I pray that we were all challenged to, uh, to the call of sacrificing and giving to you. Um, God, you can do immeasurably more than anything that we could dream up. And God, we want to trust you with that. God, you have uh, given us your son as a ransom for many. The ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate price that was paid. Guys, we get ready to enter into this time of communion. Just give us, give us a few minutes to pause and remember this thing. God, we love you. It's in your son's mighty name we pray. That name is Jesus. If you found value in this message, then we want to encourage you to subscribe to this channel. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, then please share it with them. NLCC has another podcast called The Other Six, where we discuss what it looks like to have an everyday faith on the other six days of the week. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts, or there's a video version on our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening in and participating with us. We look forward to doing this again with you next week.